It is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. Welcome to the show. My name is Mark Beavis. On the show today, U.S. consumer debt has risen to record levels, and we're going to look at those numbers. Also, according to Deloitte Canada, there are signs that Canada is heading into an economic slowdown. We're going to see what they have to say. Plus, U.S. regulators have again fined the big banks. In other news, and there's lots of it, Tilray has struck a deal uh, down south of the border. Also, NVIDIA is rolling out its new super chip, and Canadian broadcasters, they are set to go to battle with Meta. Let's get started with today's news. We always hear how Canadian consumers have these dangerously high debt levels. It appears now, though, that the Americans are set to give us a run for our money. New York Federal Reserve reported yesterday that the aggregate balance for American users' credit cards has now passed the $1 trillion mark for the first time in history. Total credit card debt rose by $45 billion in the April through June period, an increase of more than 4%. The total amount that is now owed by U.S. consumers is $1.03 trillion. So this continues an upward trend, which to me is a growing sign that consumers are starting to feel the effect of the higher inflation rates that we've seen over the past year. Now, not surprisingly, as the use of credit card debt has increased, so has the delinquency rate. The Fed reports that credit card debt of 30 or more, credit card payments of 30 days or more, has climbed to 7.2% in the second quarter, that is up from 6.5% in Q1. This now ranks as the highest rate since the first quarter of 2012. In other debt-related areas, newly originated mortgages rose to $393 billion. The total mortgage debt is now just over one, or just over $12 trillion. And auto loans increased by $20 billion to $1.57 trillion. According to Don Desjardins, who is the chief economist at Deloitte Canada, a slowing of Canada's labor market seems to be materializing. We reported here on Monday that according to Statistics Canada, the most recent job numbers showed that Canada lost 6,400 jobs in the month, last month, and the unemployment rate rose to 5.5%. Now, Deloitte says that these figures, in their opinion, confirms that the aggressive interest rate hikes from the Bank of Canada have begun to work their way down through the economy. As a result, Deloitte is calling for extended weakness in the Canadian economy to materialize in the second half of 2023. Now, as this news might relate to the Bank of Canada's next interest rate decision in, in September, Desjardins believes the bank will likely choose to hit pause on interest rate hikes in light of this most recent uh, data. She said, I do think that this really bolsters the case for the bank to remain on the sidelines. Now, if the big banks wonder why they seem to get a bad rap from consumers, they can probably just look in the mirror. It might help them understand why. On Tuesday, U.S. regulators announced that they have issued penalties of $549 million against a number of U.S. and non-U.S. firms for failing to maintain electronic records for employee communications. The SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, issued $289 million in fines against 11 firms, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission also fined four banks for a total of $260 billion. The reason for the fines was that these firms have failed to properly follow the rules regarding how employees are authorized to communicate. Sanjay Wadwa, who is the Deputy Director of Enforcement at the SEC, he said, Today's actions stem from our continuing sweep to ensure that regulated entities, including broker-dealers and investment advisors, comply with their record-keeping requirements, which are essential for us to monitor and enforce compliance with the federal securities laws. 
There is a pervasive use of messaging apps, such as WhatsApp, iMessage, or Signal by Wall Street employees and managers. And this type of off-the-record communication is actually strictly prohibited by U.S. security regulations. And similar rules apply here in Canada. In late 2021, firms like J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and Citigroups were also fined a total of more than $2 billion for similar violations on their part. Now, in this most recent crackdown, the Bank of Montreal was also included, and they were fined $60 million. In addition to these fines, the banks were ordered to cease and desist, we'll see if that happens, from future violations, and they're now required to hire consultants to review the bank's policies. In the financial world, records of emails and other communications that occur via official channels are automatically generated. So when you make a conversation and you send an email, those are recorded. Some of the biggest scandals over the past decade have hinged on the incriminating evidence that has come out of these messages that had been preserved. And this is one of the tools that the regulators use to maintain, maintain control of the system. Perhaps most disturbingly to me in this recent report is it wasn't just regular level employees who were caught up in the violations. For example, at Wells Fargo, more than 100 employees, including senior supervisors, sent thousands of messages using these third-party apps. In a statement, the CFTC said that certain supervisors, in fact, the very people who are responsible for supervising employees to prevent this misconduct, they routinely communicated using unproved methods on their personal devices. When my son Brandon started this YouTube channel a number of years ago, his goal was to provide financial education to fill the gap for the millions of Canadians who don't get exposure to this education either at home or in school. Well, his journey evolved into also developing the Investing Academy, which is our online education platform. And currently, we work with thousands of Canadians of all ages from coast to coast. If you are a raw beginner, or even if you're an experienced investor who just wants to enhance your knowledge, uh, check out the Academy. I will put a link in the description of this video. Shares of Canadian cannabis company Tilray Brands were up over 30% in trading yesterday after it announced that the company has entered into a deal to buy um, eight beer and beverage brands from Anheuser-Busch companies. Early trading this morning, though, saw the shares retraced by around 8%. The company says that this agreement will dramatically expand its basket of brands and its beer sales volume. It projects that volume will increase from current 4 million cases a year uh, up to 12 million cases going forward. The purchase price is expected to be $85 million US and it will be paid in cash. When the deal is complete, Tilray says that the growth will move it into the fifth largest craft beer operation in the United States. The deal is expected to close later this year. In its ongoing efforts to maintain its market share superiority in the AI hardware space, chipmaker NVIDIA announced a new chip that is designed to run artificial intelligence models. Currently, NVIDIA controls around 80% of the GPU market share, which has become the go-to chip for the large-scale models used by companies such as Google with its BARD projects and OpenAI's ChatGPT. NVIDIA's new chip, which is called the GH200, has the same GPU capacity as its current highest-end AI chip, the H100, but it pairs with 141 gigabytes of memory, as well as a 72-core ARM central processor. NVIDIA's Arch GPU rival, AMD, they also recently announced an upgraded chip, the MI300X, which can support 192 gigabytes of memory. Companies such as Google and Amazon, they're also designing their own custom AI chips. 
Now, NVIDIA chip is expected to be available uh, during the second quarter of next year. Effective yesterday, Meta has begun blocking uh, news content here in Canada. Canadians will no longer be able to view or post on platforms such as Facebook and Instagram, and stories from Canadian news organizations are going to be blocked on these platforms as well. This is one of the ramifications of the Online News Act, which is more commonly referred to as Bill C-18. This law is designed to help Canadian news organizations, but the backlash really seems to be having the opposite effect. In response to this action by Meta, News Media Canada, the Canadian Association of Broadcasters and CBC have issued a joint statement saying that they have filed a request by the Competition Bureau to investigate Meta for what they are saying is an abuse of its dominant position. The group says that the social media giant is being anti-competitive and it will prevent Canadian news companies from accessing the uh, advertising market, which will significantly reduce their visibility to Canadian on these social media platforms. In its letter, the group said, if Meta is allowed to proceed unchecked, it could inflict significant damage to Canadian news organizations, ability to offer quality news services to Canadians, which is critical to the functioning of a free and democratic society. The group is now calling on the Competition Bureau to use its prosecutorial tools to prohibit Meta from blocking Canadian access to news content. This to me is quite ironic. The way I see it, Meta has decided not to compete in the space, and yet their actions are being seen as anti-competitive. In other words, the group is trying to force this private company to not do something rather than to do something. They're trying to force essentially a private company into using their services and then paying for its product. Meta spokeswoman Lisa Lavanture, she referred to previous comments regarding C18. She says that the law is built on a flawed premise that leads it to block its news. She says, the only way we can reasonably comply with this legislation is to end news availability for people in Canada. Canada's Heritage Minister, Pascal Saint-Anne, she says that under the current Online News Act, Meta does not in fact have any obligations, but she noted that the government is still developing regulations for the law that are set to come into effect at the end of this year. Tomorrow, the most recent US Consumer Price Index numbers will be released, so we'll be watching that very carefully to see how that might affect the markets. Um, I will be back here on Friday for our live session with Brandon. As always, thank you for watching this video. I will put a link for our Investing Academy in the description below. We'll see you in a couple of days.